Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All right, once again, thank you very much for joining Industrial Talk, a platform that is dedicated to you industrial professionals all around the world because you are bold, you are brave, you dare greatly, you solve problems, you collaborate, and you're making the world a better place. That's why we celebrate you on Industrial Talk because you're you're, you're worth it. And in the hot seat, we have ProRely, and we have two gents, Chris Pippen, as well as Adrian Messer, both are with this wonderful company. And you know what we're going to be talking about? Yeah, there is a debt. There is a resource debt when it comes to finding the right reliability professionals to keep your project up and running. So let's get cracking. I enjoyed this. Because the reality is, right, let's just, let's just, let's just lay it on out there. You need to keep that asset. You need to keep that business running. You need to be able to maintain that asset effectively so that you can get the most out of it, right? And uh, given the changes that are taking place within industry, it is becoming more and more imperative to be able to do that and do it effectively and finding the right people because it's always a people equation, always a people equation that is necessary to make sure that this asset, your asset, and you, you know, you've got that business that is resilient, pro lie right there. And we're going to have all the contact information for those two gents as well as the organization out on industrialtalk.com. Now, uh, we are, as I m- mentioned, um, we're, we're creating this platform. This platform is really dedicated to education. And, and uh, the more and more we work and connect with individuals and connect with businesses, uh, it becomes more and more apparent that th- that education is really necessary because it's happening and it's happening so fast. But I think one of the most important component outside of education, which you need to continue to just do, is the ability to collaborate, is the ability to be able to work with individuals that uh, definitely want you to succeed, they're looking for help, uh, because every every conference, every uh, organization that I've been to, there's this speed, and, and uh, the way this speed is happening is that the only way you're going to keep up is with the, the ability to be able to collaborate. That's, that's me. And finally, that innovation component. So you have that education because it's happening fast. You have that collaboration component that is happening because it is. And then third, you need to innovate because it never stops changing. And if you're in industry, that is a must, absolutely a must. And ProRely and others within the reliability space are all dedicated to that, all dedicated to this this need to educate, collaborate, and of course, innovate in everything that they do. Industrial Talk is definitely the place to be able to do that. And, and, and if you want to get a hold of me, yeah, just reach out. Go out to industrialtalk.com, reach out, say, Scott, I want to talk to you. And we need to tell your story. We need to be able to amplify that story because you are the heroes in this, this uh, uh, whatever this industry world is. You're the heroes. You're making lives better. You just are. Not just here, but around the world. Thank you very much. All right. 
So I was broadcasting from SMRP, the Society of Maintenance and Reliability Professionals. And, of course, I know Adrian from that uh, wonderful organization. And what they're dedicated on is, is definitely the, the profession of asset management, asset reliability, maintenance, and the tools associated with being able to do that effectively and to gain the insights necessary to be able to affect the uh, the maintenance in a way that keeps that asset up and running. So uh, SMRP, if you're in a maintenance, if you're a reliability professional, that is an organization that you must connect with, smrp.org. Anyway, uh, a part of that is uh, there is this ever-focus on uh, keeping those assets up and running, as I continue to say. But the reality is, is that there's this resource debt. Where do you find the right people? How do you retain the right people? What do we, what, and, and ProRely has a wonderful model to be able to identify and procure those, those valuable, and I mean valuable members of your team to be able to help you succeed. And, and, and there's no other way of getting around it. You need to be in the reliability game and you need to have those, uh, the, the members to be able to do that. So ProRely, that's P-R-O-R-E-L-I.com. Go out there. All right, let's get cracking with the conversation because it's, it's, a, it's a good one. So here's Chris and here's Adrian. Hey, welcome to Industrial Talk. Thank you. We have Adrian and we have Chris, and they're going to talk a little bit about uh, something a little bit more advanced in the world of reliability, in the world of finding skilled professionals really focused in on your, your benefit. And this is the team. This team does it right then and there. Before we get into that conversation, um, let's do a little background check. That sounds sort of overwhelming, but let's do a little background into Chris. Give us a little 411 on who you are, Chris. Uh, my name is Chris Pepin. I'm the founder and managing partner here at Progressive Reliability. I've been in the talent acquisition world for over a decade and uh, really, really passionate about the services that we've created here. Well, there it is, man. Well, that was pretty cool. That was quick and simple. I bet you can't make it faster than right. Yeah, you can. Trust me. Don't. <laughs> Give us a little background, Adrian. Yeah, sure. Uh, Adrian Messer here with Progressive Reliability, uh, serving as Vice President of Executive Services. Uh, been in the maintenance reliability space for nearly 20 years. Uh, fairly new here to Progressive Reliability as of April of this year. Really enjoyed it, though. Met a lot of people, uh, talked to a lot of people, and uh, it's fun being able to help and be a resource for people looking for a solution or looking to make a, a next kind of move in their career to a, a better job and a better better environment. Uh, the URL is ProRely. That's P-R-O-R-E-L-I.com. So make a note of that, listener. Find out more. Connect with these two uh, wonderful and just team. And the team at ProRelight. Okay, here's the deal. We've had a number of conversations revolving around reliability. There's a ton of conversations. And, and the conversations sort of involve in, hey, how do I manage that asset? What do I do? What are the tra uh, strategies? Why is it important? And all of that. But sadly, there's a, there's a human component there, right? So take us through about progressive reliability, what happens, what, what makes that process um, sort of unique? Can you do that there, uh, Chris? Sure. I, I think uh, 
one of the first things out of the gate that makes us unique is we have a very big not to do list. So there's a lot of companies that do a lot of things. They have a lot of services and we stay incredibly simple and therefore incredibly focused and powerful. And that is we purely work with maintenance and reliability professionals and professional and executive roles, uh, finding them the right job. So reliability engineers, planners, schedulers, um, folks, everybody else that assists with that, vibration analysts, uh, that's the core of the folks who work with on direct hire jobs. And then all the other companies, competencies that support that. So we can find contract reliability engineers for special projects. We can find a team if you need six or eight uh, specialized tradespeople or craftspeople to support an initiative. We can get them there on site within 30 to 60 days. So we really, that's, that's just the simple one-two punch of what we do within reliability, finding professionals, uh, making sure they're plugged in, making sure they're as qualified as possible and eliminating all the noise on everything else. Adrian, so what is the problem that exists out there today in the reliability world about uh, managing and and finding, I mean, come on, you, you know these reliability professionals, really skilled individuals that have dedicated a lot of time, energy, and effort, and education to do and, and to deliver their crafts real well. What is this? What's the challenge out there? Well, the challenge I, I quickly quickly realized when I started in this that the challenge was, you know, you have say a company's internal HR internal recruiters who are non technical people. They are tasked with finding highly technical people. So the challenge is, in most cases, they don't know where to look. They don't know the right questions to ask, and they don't know how to find technical people. So that is the biggest challenge. So for us, you know, we look to really try to streamline the hiring process. You know, where we're most successful is when we partner with a company's internal HR, where we've got good communication, we've got good feedback, we've got good, clear job descriptions, and everybody's kind of on the same page. So that's really what we're about. We want to really try to improve the candidate experience on their end as far as, you know, their interviewing, their their feedback that they're getting from these potential offers, and, uh, and in turn, improving a company's own internal hiring practices. I, that's a great point because, you know, if somebody said, hey, Scott, I need a, uh, a reliability engineer right off the bat, if I'm an HR person and I've got all these other things that I've got to sort of deal with, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know uh, the questions. I wouldn't. It, it, that would be a tough one. So is it uh, safe to say that if I'm a company and I recognize the, the need to uh, manage my asset better? And and I don't have really the skill set. Can I go to a progressive reliability and just say, hey, guys, I have this. Here's my asset. Here's my business right here. Um, take me through and help me really try to identify and, and uh, find resources that make my business better. Is that, is that something that you have those conversations, Chris? Do all the time. Uh, you know, we've got a 45 day process where we come in, we do, uh, we set ah. up a search, we get all the parameters, uh, we have our internal process around it. And you should within, gosh, uh, within three weeks of the initiation of the search, you should have talked to five people through us. That's just, that's how we do it. Because again, it's, it's all we do and it's our focus. Um, hmm. 
just virtue of doing this. I wouldn't say it's easy or that we make it easy. Uh, you know, internally, it's still a difficult thing to do. However, it's what we do. It's what we do all day. So we find efficiencies uh, just by running through it over and over again, and we get the right people with the right culture match. So so at Progressive um, Reliability, you, you go on site. I'm company. I'm, I'm alpha company. And you come on site. You hear what I have to say. And then you have to do sort of an, an assessment. Is that is that what I'm hearing about just where we stand to sort of the, the as-is assessment of my business from a reliability perspective and then develop a plan of attack going forward? Is that what I hear, Adrian? Pretty much. Um, and, and it's no different. So it, it, let's say you've got a, a piece of machinery, you've got a piece of equipment in your plant that keeps having failures over and over uh -huh. and over and over. And there comes a time when people say, okay, we've got to do something. It's the same with some of these positions. So we have people contact us who have had these reliability focused positions open for several months to upwards of it over a year. And they finally say, Hey, we need some help. You know, we've got this position open, you know, we, and that they come to the trusted resource that they come to the people who they know can deliver a solution to this problem that they're having over and over and over. Uh, so that that's really um, the type of conversation that we, we have pretty often with, with companies. So it can be both a macro assessment of the business saying, okay, let's look at it from a, that perspective and come up with a really more comprehensive plan to the micro and say, hey, your 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 pump is having, it's always going down. And for whatever reason, it's going down. And our our team of maintenance people are just struggling with it. You can, you can work with that one, right, Chris? We can. So that's why we've got two different types of services, finding yeah. the full-time person you need, or we need somebody in here for three, six months. And most importantly, the, the name of the game is knowledge transfer. Yeah. So we don't want to put somebody in there to kind of create the codependent relationships that a lot of consulting companies do, where you're always dependent on them to send somebody and send somebody. We want to get the right person out there. And we want to make sure that person's knowledge base transfers to your team so that we leave the company better than we found them. See, I like that. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. That's yeah. the right way to do it. That is uh, now, as I look at the the form that you filled out, because thank you very much for doing that, because I like that. It makes me look over here at the other side. Uh, Chris, take us uh, take us through the definition of of what this this uh, you see maintenance debt. Define that for us. What does that maintenance? Look like? Yeah. So this is what happens when. Facilities have been critically understaffed for too long. Uh, a lot of times, especially in the reliability world, there's reactive and proactive facilities. Uh, and sometimes- I, I want to just lay it out there and I'm going to be pretty confident. That's mostly reactive, FYI. Well, <laughs> so when you're short-staffed on reactive, that means that the break fixes and the fixing it faster isn't even happening before you can get into your PMs and doing things to get ahead of things before they break. And overall, it just, it causes a lot of chaos. And uh, actually, even worse, it causes a lot of churn. People burn out, they find another position, they go someplace else. So that constant reactivity, that constant actually being woken up in the middle of the night to be brought back out to the plant to do a fix, that sort of thing wears people out. And in, a, in the post-2020 work world, it's really chewing people up fast. So we, we want to help facilities. Again, we can't work with everybody. So we're looking for the kinds of organizations and those kinds of cultures that want to get towards proactive, uh, that want to take good care of their people, that want to keep their people. Because again, we want to leave our clients better than we found them. See, and most is, importantly, yeah. take good care of our candidates. We got to get people to yes. the job. 
Yeah, so that's that's the piece where I wanted to flip it, Scott. You mentioned about the job description. A lot of companies are great in terms of advertising. Here's what the job means to us, the company. But there's four to seven job openings for every qualified person. <laughs> so you need to start focusing on what's in it for the person. We we kind of take the opposite approach and finding the best people out there yeah. and getting them tied up with the kind of roles that are going to further their career and build up, build up on them. That's the kind of talent pool we want access to as opposed to constantly just filling heads and charging fees. I mean, this is this is a really, really big shift in workforce that's taking place right now. Not only do we have a generational one, but we have an entire new look at the way work uh, happens in the last two to three years. So we, you know, we want to make sure that we're playing an integral role in that. We're putting people in healthier environments. If I had a nickel every time I uh, the conversation revolved around culture, and this is sort of interesting, and I think you guys are sort of balancing. You're you're on that in a good sense. You're 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 walking a tight line, and the tight line is, hi, I'm I'm a company. Yeah, I I, I think I think uh, uh, reliability is important, and then uh, I, give me somebody that can do that, and then you put yourself out there and you you work with individuals to say, hey, go into this company. And do X, Y, Z because they want to do that. You, Adrian, you have to vet that company to see if they're truly serious. Because, again, if I had a nickel every time somebody says, yeah, we, they say it, but then it just, you know, implodes on itself and they, they go back to reactive. And that's just sort of the status quo. And we feel comfortable there. How do you mm-hmm. how do you sort of manage that? Yeah, I w- I'm like you. I wish I had a nickel for every time I've had a discussion with somebody who's looking to get out of a toxic work environment and yes. toxic culture. Um, and, and, you know, again, when I first started in this, you know, it, it surprised me. But then I thought, well, really, it shouldn't have. But you would think that people would only be making moves to for economic reasons, you know, yeah. for a better pay, better salary. But the conversation is always centered around culture, work-life balance. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of companies out there that, oh, yeah, they say that they do reliability or, yes, we are reliable. But there's a difference between actually putting action to that and just saying that we are reliable or that we I do say reliability. That I'm good looking, you know, I say that I'm good looking <laughs> and we all know that you're looking at it. It's like, nah. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, it, it's very rewarding, very satisfying to be able to take somebody who is looking for that better culture, that better work environment. And if they're in an environment where it's very reactive, where there's no reliability and that person knows that there are better ways to do things, um, it, it's rewarding to finally place that person in the right environment that fits you know, what they're looking for. And in turn, yeah, getting a little bump in pay. Uh, now, the people that we place Granted, you know, they are making moves for increased pay. It's on average, it's about 20% uh, more uh, with that move. But, you know, again, they're getting better culture, better work-life balance, and they're put in a better position where they can thrive and further grow and develop their reliability skills and their place in the industry. See, and you, you can't avoid the conversation with me, company, the saying. Well, and it, it might be a part of your, you know, forty-five day process here. Well, why? Why did you? Why did you do this? Why did you wait so long to get here? Why? Why? Why are your your? Why is your team leaving? What? What? And, and you got to you, you got to fix that, or you're just going to continue to have that continued problem, just just you know, festering the whole time. Do you have that conversation there, Chris? 
Scott, there's a script. One of the first questions is, why is this position open? <laughs> so, you know, I, right on the uh, Yeah, so we, we definitely we want to understand. And, and sometimes we just got a great client, uh, flagship site. Uh, they need somebody right now. And the person that was in the role got promoted. It's like, yeah. There you go. That's who we work with. Um, so that's what we're working for. We, we find out that, or sometimes we'll find out, hey, somebody got promoted to this role. They, they didn't quite have the chops for it, so we need to go outside, but we, we promoted somebody from within. It's like, okay, it's not a fail. You know, you want to groom people from within. Somebody didn't have it. We're keeping them. We're moving them in a different place. That works too. So those are the kinds of things that we're sniffing out when we take on and, and assess a role because we have a very thorough commitment in terms of our process. And our reputation is on the line with everyone we take. So we have to, you know, we're, we're vetting each other uh, when we move ahead. And that, that job that Chris just referenced, that's an yeah. example of one of those that the job had been open for about a year. They finally threw their hands up and said, hey, we need some help. Why? Oh, I got to ask, them, did they say, we don't know why? Why was it open for a year? What, were, what weren't they doing? They actually were doing everything. They've got one of the best job descriptions we've ever seen. No way. Uh, yeah, they do. Um, so here's here's the challenge, though. This is an old quote uh, that I love. If you have more than three priorities, you have none. Uh, and so this is what happens a lot of time to HR, even in large organizations that have a dedicated recruitment team. There's so much demand for hiring constantly that how do you prioritize? It's it's kind of based on where's the noise, right? It, it, it tends to get reactive. Whereas when we come in on a retained search or we come in on a focused project, this is all we have to do. This is where we are. We dedicate a team member. We have somebody, you know, with, with these kinds of retained searches, we get a team member who spends half of their day on the role until it's closed every day. That's what they do. It's just a matter of force and volume sometimes wow. you know and the other thing is we have uh frankly an exorbitant amount of tools so you I, I know before we started this conversation we talked about software i have no less than seven subscriptions of data access i've you know we've got sources for work their entire day all day just finding names numbers and emails for potentially qualified people for us to call through so a lot of it is frankly it's not sexy. It's just a volume of work that we put to and dedicate to something that an internal team just doesn't have. Um, it's, it's just, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make any sense for a company to apply that much unless they were doing what we're doing every day. And because we're so specified in where we are, uh, it tends to work for us. You see that that's, that's great. Uh, by the way, I have not received an email or a call from anybody from progressive uh, liability asking me if I, I'm kind of hurt. Well, when was the last time you were actually involved in the family? Well, I, I saw your resume before we got on this. You, don't you know, they're not going to pick it up. Yeah, don't, don't, please, no. Hey, this is, no. <laughs> Let's, you think uh, we haven't already profiled you, Scott? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've, yeah. we've done our homework. It's yeah. powerful out there. Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you this, and I'm going to change sort of direction real quick. There's a couple more uh, questions I want to ask. There is this necessity to uh, sort of infuse youth, to inspire uh, young, you know, it, it, you know, it's one thing to have that old crotchety guy like me who's been around for a long time and has got that wisdom and everything. Do you guys find the necessity to try to figure out how to sort of bring in the, the new talent to, to help that whole process too as well? Chris, all right. Yeah, Chris, go ahead. Tell me about that. Sure. Uh, we look at trajectory. 
So it's it's not necessarily age because wisdom can exist at any point, you know, within somebody's somebody's age. I mean, there's 20 year olds that are far wiser than the curmudgeons you just mentioned. So Glad you, you know, didn't, really didn't see yeah. me when I was young. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's that's one thing that we always look for is trajectory. So it's not necessarily about a perfect resume or a perfect background. We want to find people with what kinds of questions do you ask? What kind of questions are they asking on the interview? What are they looking for? What's important about the next role that they're taking? You know, th those are one of the things I, I we really like when people are qualifying us and asking us the right questions around the job, which we're going to start releasing this information as well because everybody needs to know it. Just how how to interview in terms of how is this role right for me? Here's where I want to go. Here's what I want to do. Um, that is the thing we look for. And if you can find it early, uh, it's fantastic. And that's where we try to pair people up with the right organizations. We know organizations that are looking for. Here's another thing, Scott. This is really, really big for us veterans. I, I mean, you want to talk about a tremendous resource of folks who know how to work, who know how to show up time and time again, who really know how to lead and who can work in extreme, extreme circumstances. Like that's, that's a big thing for us is working with our veterans. And, and we work with, uh, I work, I'm on the board of a group called Operation New Uniform, which helps transitioning veterans who are coming out of the services and into the civilian world, find, find jobs. So that's, that's a really passionate thing for us as well as oh, yeah. of course, finding the right youth and the right people with those trajectories. Yeah. Yeah. The the biggest thing with the veterans is um, you know being able to translate their skills, what they learned, and how they did things in the military to you know public, you know to industry. And you know they may have a term that means job planning or PM or inspection, but in the military they call it something else. So we kind of work with them too to look at their resume and be able to translate. Okay, this means that in our world. Yeah, common lexicon is a big deal. Now, there is no bigger fan of reliability out there and, and than me. I, I really enjoy many of the conversations around that profession, asset management, maintenance, all of the strategies. Love it. I and what you have just sort of laid out is a completely needed needed uh, solution. Uh, what are the roadblocks? I mean, I'm a, I'm all, if I had a business, I'd be talking to you guys, but what are the roadblocks, Adrian? <laughs> Time, um, you know, in the current job market, the way it is, um, you know, it's a job seekers market. So if we go out, we find quality people, we submit them over for the jobs that we're tasked to fill. You know, if that person hasn't been given any kind of timely feedback in, you know, 24 to 48 hours, it's very likely that that person will lose interest and they've got another offer waiting. So time is of the essence. So when we're working and kind of vetting and onboarding the companies that we work for, you know, we really stress, you know, time is of the essence. Um, so that that's really our biggest roadblock and our biggest challenge is just making sure that, these people that we're working for, you know, they're tasking us to fill these roles. You know, we deliver, we bring them high quality people, uh, just to provide feedback with them in a timely manner to those candidates before they move on and accept other offers. Well, that's key. I didn't, yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely spot on about that. I didn't realize that, that well, of course, uh, that from my perspective, what you, who you are dealing with and working with are, Every bit is important. Like from a doctor's perspective, they're just they're just providing their solutions on these assets and trying to keep them working properly. All right, 
We got to wrap it up. Now, here's the deal. How does somebody get a hold of you, Chris, if they say, I I, I really want to be able to reach out to these guys? What's the best way to get a hold of you? Well, LinkedIn's popular. So if you're looking for us on the socials, that's the one we live on. We haven't quite uh, gotten around to the TikTok and the Facebooks of the world. So right on LinkedIn, P-R-O-R-E-L-I. Yeah, we like to keep it professional. Uh, so that's it. I'm shorthand my initials, CP at ProRely.com if you want to reach out straight to me. Otherwise, the whole company, we're all first.last at ProRely.com. You can email any of us. Uh, we, we, stay, we stay up on top of it. All right, Adrian. Contact. Same with me. Yeah, same with me. I'm on LinkedIn uh, every day, always checking activities and messages. Uh, so I would absolutely love to connect up with the listeners uh, via LinkedIn. Just look me up. And uh, you can also find my contact information on there. Like Chris said, it's just first name dot last name at ProRely.com. Love it. You guys were great. Thank you. This was a very, very, from my perspective, a very important conversation. Um. I, I see that uh, uh, progressive reliability providing a, a pretty decent roadmap on on how to how to navigate these waters and find the it, because it's always a human it's a human conversation. So you're you're providing an incredible solution. Thank you guys for being on Industrial Talk. Yeah, thanks for having us. All, all right, listeners, we're going to wrap it up on the other side. We're going to have all the contact information for both Chris and Adrian. So fear not. Reach out to these two gents. You will need not be uh, disappointed. How about that for just getting all tongue tied? All right, we will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. All right, thank you once again for joining Industrial Talk, and absolutely thank you. Thank you very much for your support. We're creating this platform. This platform is dedicated to industry professionals all around the world. Thank you for what you do. Your story needs to be told, and it needs to be amplified. And also a hearty thank you to both Chris and Adrian. ProRely is the company, and yes, you need to manage your assets. And yes, you need to find the right individuals, the right professionals to be able to make that happen in a big way. ProRely.com. We're going to have all the contact information, as I indicated, out on Industrial Talk. So look for their podcast, look for their conversation, and boom, you'll be able to reach out to them because I'm just telling you, you need to have these guys in your back pocket to help you succeed in managing your assets and making sure that your business is truly resilient. All right. Be bold. Be brave. Dare greatly. And again, we're gonna we're building a great platform. And you're going to hang out with people because we want to collaborate. You're going to hang out with people like Chris and Adrian, and you're going to change the world. We're going to have another great conversation shortly all around reliability absolutely as well as all of manufacturing you name it it's here on industrial talk so stay tuned we're going to have another great conversation shortly <laughs>